Like a fucking zoo exhibit. Yeah, but Mr. Mom gets the real treatment because, you know. And if you look to your left, there's Ryan Reynolds taking a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people would pay a lot of money for that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to make a joke about mimes and leave the first 30 seconds of this podcast in silence as my opening bit because they can't talk. But then I realized that's not very good content. So, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, To Kill a Deli Bird. You know, the podcast where we watch Pokemon, we talk about Pokemon. We uh, we rank it and we compare it and we do the fun things. I'm Callan. You know me. I'm the one that knows things about Pokemon. My co-host, who doesn't, is also here. It's Graham. Graham, how you doing? Good. I was actually miming this whole time asking you for a loaf of bread and you did not deliver. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry Turns about that. Turns out miming does not transmit through an audio format. Who would have thought? Looking for innovations. That. Come on, mm-hmm. that's inclusivity, right? Where are the mimes at? Yeah, we can't hear well, you. <laughs> speaking of including people, we got a special episode today. We got another guest on. It's uh, it's my buddy Curtis. Curtis, how you doing? Mime? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Perfect. <laughs> it's Mr. Oh, a Mime good start. himself. We got him <laughs> for the episode. We got the Mr. Mime. We got Mimey. Oh, in the yeah. studio. It's going to be a good one. So, Curtis, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your uh, your history with Pokemon? Uh, so, for me, I've been a fan of Pokemon since, you know, like I think a lot of people when they were really young, you know, watched the TV shows growing up, like, all the time. You know, bought the Pokemon cards at the local 7-Elevens, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. And since then, I have been, uh, you know, a, a dedicated fan for as long as I can remember. Very nice. <laughs> well, don't... Don't bury the lead. I think the best bit of your Pokemon history is that you did an interview uh, a couple years ago with the the singer of the original Pokemon theme song. Yes, yeah, that is ow. right. That was actually uh, a, an iconic highlight. Uh, be, cool. be, being able to chat, I did not think he would say yes. So for anybody out there who's <laughs> like, I'm looking for guests, like just send it. That's what I've heard in terms of like getting guests and things. Just like just ask. You never know who might be totally into it. Well, but uh, we'll link that in the uh, into the the podcast. Def- yeah, notes. definitely link that. That's so if you're interested in that. What a good find! It's very cool. I very much appreciate that. <laughs> and I can attest also to uh, Curtis's Pokemon fandom. If if you have ever wanted a uh, uh, a good laugh at me frustratingly beating my head against a table, <laughs> uh, just watch me try to coach Curtis through a Pokemon <laughs> game because it does uh, it does not go well. The best is when we do the Nuzlocks where we're both, uh, when you're attached <laughs> to me. Not a, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> we got to get back to that, though. That was fun. It was horrible, but it was fun. Attached, yeah. attached how? Explain this Nuzlocke. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Soul Link Nuzlocke is uh, a Nuzlocke oh, where okay. two people play a Pokemon game and their encounters are linked. So if, if his starter's on his team, my starter has to be on my team. If his starter dies, my starter dies basic concept there was a lot more if my starter died his died yes. than the other way a lot around. more of his pokemon dying uh i believe you got swept by a gyarados at some point we don't talk could about you, gyarados could you throw <laughs> could you like purposefully have someone die to like take out someone on theirs no it's it's cooperative oh you both want to succeed okay you want to okay. win yeah yeah gotcha but sometimes i would do it just because you know <laughs> because you didn't understand laughs. type matchups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an Ash. Got it. <laughs> type matchups don't understand me. That that's the difference. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was begging Curtis to put a, a type matchup table on his screen so he would we would he would read them. But alas, it was good content though. <laughs> 
Maybe this year we'll we'll brew one up for the later half. Absolutely. I'm down. Anytime. So Graham, mm-hmm. you got you got something for us this yes. week? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. One more one more thing I want from Curtis before we get into this. So so the other lead to Barry. This is the Mr. Mime Hour. You know, our favorite <laughs> uh, subhuman uh, freak who's in love with Ash's mom, as are we all. Mr. Mime, we let guests kind of pick the episodes they're going to jump <laughs> in on. We want them to pick one. If it's a Pokemon they like or some memory, I want to hear it. What's, what's the deal with Mr. Mime? So uh, uh, I think like everybody, you know, Mr. Mime is a unique case. And when I play Pokemon, I don't I don't go for like the... The, the cool looking or the epic Charizards, you know, I like, I like the misfits. And so Mr. Mime oh, is like, he, he's like one of the, the almighty admirals of the misfits and always has <laughs> been go. because he yeah. literally, he literally <laughs> is like one of the only, only embodiments of a Pokemon that is like referred to as like, could be a human. And like, we just, we just don't question it. And so, uh, for, for first gen in the first season, I, I had to pick Mr. Mime that. And if anybody's watched Pokemon Boris growing up on YouTube, the, the, there's a good Mr. Mime uh, bit in that video that I just loved growing up. And so, uh, that's why I, I got to go with Mime time. He's a one of a kind. <laughs> Mime time. He really is. That's Admiral awesome. of the Misfits is a great, Oh, that's, that's true. Mime. He would I love be it. the mascot of the Island of Misfit Toys, <laughs> like yeah. where they all wind up. <laughs> like, you know, they'll never put, like, Mr. Mime on a plushie or that. Maybe they have, and I just haven't witnessed it. I'm pretty it. sure they have. I'm looking that up. <laughs> but I, I would not debate it if they were like, yeah, Mr. Mime's not a plushie. You know, I, I'd be like, you know, I understand why, but we need it. Him and Jinx are sort of like the king and queen of, of awkward Pokemon. Very true. Especially Gen 1. In Gen 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are there, like, <laughs> human-esque Pokemon later? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Okay, delightful. There, there are some very anthropomorphic Pokemon. Like, disturbingly anthropomorphic. Disturbingly anthropomorphic. <laughs> yeah. What a phrase. What a phrase. I'm putting a photo in the chat right now. Oh, of, did uh, you find a plush? Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime plush. Oh. I actually love it. Oh. It exists. It is reasonably cute actually <laughs> yeah you know they could have taken this the other direction and i wouldn't yeah. have questioned it but like that's yeah. a pretty adorable mr mine they could have that's made great. a weird life-size sex pillow kind of thing <laughs> 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 that probably exists too someone's don't probably Google done that that, that that's more of an etsy thing <laughs> immediately yeah. on an fbi watch list uh okay so i'll keep my list section short this week but it's all about mimes so i was thinking Mimes need help too. You know, we don't we don't think about mimes enough. So here are five titles for self-help books for mimes. Okay? <laughs> At the bookstore, self-help books specifically for mimes. All right, the first one. Break the fourth invisible wall. Take your mime <laughs> crimes to the next level by stealing from the crowd. <laughs> Instructions. <laughs> That'd be a that's terrifying. That'd be a good hustle. It's about like a horde, a horde of Mr. Mime running at an audience. Yeah, it, it's it's not a coincidence that mime and crime rhyme. Like you know, like that that oh. that just that that that's it. Yeah, they're the real thugs. You know, you know what's up. <laughs> All right, number four, white facing Harlequin essential tips for mime makeup. That's for uh, putting on their makeup. White facing. All right, all right. Awkward one, awkward one. Number three, <laughs> dating tips for mimes. Say everything by saying nothing. 
Oh, that's very cute. They need love too. <laughs> All right, number two. That's debatable. Number two. Just hit them with a baguette already. How to deal with hecklers <laughs> in miming. <laughs> I would love seeing that on the shelf. Eh? <laughs> Are we hitting the mimes with the baguette or the mimes hitting the us? The mimes with hitting baguettes? us with the baguette. Hitting the hecklers. But they don't the have baguette. they don't have baguettes. Oh, they do. They only have invisible they have invisible baguettes. Yeah. <laughs> and and those and it hurt. works. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell ya, that can still leave a sting. <laughs> Sounds like you're talking from experience. <laughs> yeah, you so haven't I was been hit at by the him? supermarket the other day. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> number two? Ah, one? we're at the finale. Number one. Oh, already. Number one. Flew by. Cirque de so what? Put the me back in mime and find your purpose. <laughs> 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 All right. As existentialism right. <laughs> and mimes. What a good way to kick off a Mr. Mime episode. <laughs> you want to get into it? Yeah, I mean, if I look at a Mr. Mime and I think, where has my life gone? So, <laughs> I get it. Right. No, 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 you got it all wrong. It's where can my life be? <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. How much further up can we go? Yep. He's living. And plus, Ash's mom loves him. And that's that's a win. Okay, yeah, so we didn't even bring up what episodes we're talking about today. We're talking about episode 66. It's Mr. Mime time. And episode 67, Showdown at the Poke Corral. So let's jump into It's Mr. Mime Time, which on the episode title card, I don't know if you caught this, it says It's Mr. Mimey Time. They misspelled it. Oh, no, I did not. But did so they we open actually? The yeah, it's it's Mr. Mime, Mimey, M-I-M-I-E. Dang. That's a weird typo. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that one got passed, but... I just want to say, uh, before we get into this episode, I was going into these ones. You know, these are filler. Probably not going to be very good. This episode fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. This is such a good episode. (laughs) They they are awesome. I was kind of like, these are, uh, they're both awesome in different ways. This one's awesome for uh, the chaos. The second one, I have a reinterpretation that's making it better in my imagination. We'll get into that later. <laughs> it's like more of a slice of life thing. But yeah, I agree. This one was pure chaos and, and very fun. It's beautiful. We open the episode. The gang are at a video payphone, ancient technology, calling Ash's mom. They get the machine, the video answering machine. That's why. Ancient future technology. Where might mom be? Hmm. My theory was at Oak's lab. Getting busy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Don't We've you been know that before. She isn't just Oak's play thing, though. Maybe she was <laughs> she was taking a day class, you know? She's, she's oh, going okay, back yeah. to school, learning uh, Broadening her how horizons. to do taxes. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, as we saw in the last episode, they're heading home to find out more about uh, the Pokemon League from Professor Oak. And Ash is so excited, he starts running down the path. And boom, runs into an invisible wall. Classic. Where did this wall come from? We look up, and climbing said wall is the freak of nature, the hellion demon, <laughs> the Lovecraftian horror himself, Mr. Mime. The barrier Pokemon uses pantomime to make walls appear. It's a rare Pokemon. Ash wants to capture this thing. You know, we've we've been talking about Mr. Mime for a while, but how, how do you describe him? He's He's a clown? He's and a, a Pokemon. <laughs> He's a guy. He is like those stick men that you use for pivots where they have dots where the joints are. That's <laughs> Mr. Mime with Mickey Mouse gloves and like some majestic boots. Oh, That's yeah. 
and Pikachu and long Pikachu rosy cheeks and weird hair it, that I don't know if it, it's even is hair. Is it like a Krusty I, the Clown hair <laughs> or is it <laughs> are they no two idea. boots? <laughs> yeah, I was on the two bo- the two boots crowd. Like I thought it was just two socks and whether there's horns under there or not, I don't know. But that was Horn. always my interpretation. <laughs> it's like no one has ever seen it and lived. <laughs> yeah, like maybe the reason why Mr. Mom can make barriers is because he's got like mystical horns, like two unicorn horns coming out the top of his head that he covers with his boots. With the souls of those who've seen it sucked into them. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, that's Mr. Mime. It's an eldritch horror. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. A god, um, I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> did Now, did you guys know, because this is something that a lot of people bring up, when Gen 2 came around and gender was introduced for Pokemon other than uh, Nidoran, uh, Mr. Mime is not a exclusively male Pokemon. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I ever got that far. I just assumed, which makes an ass out of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask. You, you gotta ask. So yeah, you can have a female Mr. Mime, and this is solely because its Japanese name translates to barrier. There is no Mr. Oh, there's no Miss. Oh, it's, it's not a gendered name in in Japanese. We just got so blessed they, with that. They they just named it Mr. Mime for some that reason. That was straight like, up. What, what is this thing? They just the looked at it and named it. Like yeah. they didn't know anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's like seal. <laughs> that exactly. Seal, Mr. Mime. They just looked at a bunch of these Pokemon and were like, tongue, lick, lick tongue, licky tongue. And that, that was it. The Mr. part was always so confusing, though, because to us English speakers, like that makes it even more apparent that it's a person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's so formal. They, they don't exactly. hit any other Pokemon, to my knowledge, with the Mr. With the like, Mr. prefix. Mr. Pikachu? Like, that doesn't sound right. What do you guys think Mr. Mime's first name is? Mr. George Costanza no. mime. <laughs> well, Mister's the title, as like as we would call our teachers. So like mime would be his last name. Oh. I'm gonna go with like I'm gonna go with um, Terrence. Mm. Yeah, or Mortimer. He's got one of those names. <laughs> Ooh, Mortimer's good. <laughs> He's got a pedophile name. That's really what you're getting at, right? <laughs> Apologize if your name is Terrence or Mortimer. We didn't mean <laughs> didn't mean that personally. We don't want to bring sure, that. I'm sure you're lovely. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the episode. That's Mr. Mime for you. Right, Nash uh, wants to capture it, but so does somebody else. Girl, some woman in this taint lion tamer outfit. I thought it was like equestrian gear at first. I... But yes, it's like lion tamer. Didn't think that. It's supposed to be like yeah. a circus, uh, whatever, conductor. I don't know what they're called. Ringmaster. Ringmaster, Ringleader. thank you, yeah. But Brock does his thing. She wants to catch it. Brock uh, simps for her. We haven't really, I don't know if we've seen a really big horny Brock moment in a while. It's been a been while. A minute. Yeah. I was very happy that it was on this episode. It brought me right back <laughs> to where I felt like I belonged, where I was like, ah, childhood. That's the Brock we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And kind of somewhat love in small doses. <laughs> so the Mr. Mime runs away. No one no one catches it. Uh, I believe this woman throws a ball. It hits the invisible wall. And Brock Takes all of the blame. It's all yep. his fault. It's all their reason. fault. So they're gonna help him. He's like, "Oh, we're so sorry. We will. We will help you <laughs> to the ends of the earth." Doesn't even know her name at this point. Don't matter. Love don't don't lie. <laughs> so we cut to the circus. We learn that this woman is Stella, and she is the ringmaster for the circus. They're looking for a new Mister Mime to perform, as the one they have won't go. And this is when I realized, oh, God, there's two of them in this episode. Yep. <laughs> sort I don't of like that. three. I mean two, yes. but sort of three. 
<laughs> and we see we see the original Mr. Mime they had at the circus. It's just lounging around eating snacks. This it, is a mood. Inside of his trailer, like a movie star trailer. Yeah. He's just <laughs> lounging. They gave him like a viewing window, which is even more unsettling. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure other famous like uh, movie stars that have a trailer don't have like a freaking viewing window on the side of it to be like, yeah, this is them. <laughs> like a fucking zoo exhibit. Yeah, but Mr. Mom gets the real treatment because, you know. And if you look to your left, there's Ryan Reynolds taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people would pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's just laying there and it won't do anything. It's it's become all lazy. Stella believes she overtrained it. She was too tough and it stopped listening to her. I thought they were going to make a comparison with Charizard that Mr. Mom got too strong and stopped listening to Stella. But we didn't get that. It's no. kind of the opposite. That it's not strong at all? Uh, or no, you, you know, well, no, it's I was that, thinking that about it if you're in the perspective top, of yeah. the trainer that Stella's like yeah. too competent. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> Ash, who is who is uh, not not good enough for Charizard in Charizard's eyes. So their plan is to make their Mister Mime jealous, so it'll go back on and perform Misty notes, just like how uh, Ash gets jealous of Gary. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Misty something. always spitting facts in this show. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like Misty, she's the reality checker. Yup, Misty calls out all bogusness. Like nothing goes by. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and she's you know they do this like very '90s gendered thing where she's the fact spitter of like emotional things, and Brock is the one of like sort of world building. But <laughs> Misty is is usually right. And Brock usually doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He'll like he'll yeah. like throw these like quote unquote facts around, and they're just like nonsense. <laughs> That's Lapras telepathy. Everyone knows that. Yeah, exactly. From the snow episodes. <laughs> so uh, Brock is going to take it on himself to get them a new Mister Mime, however he can. And then I wrote I wrote down in my notes Brock the Rock, and I don't remember what this bit was. I didn't write down enough detail. Yeah, so he's saying he'll get you a Mr. Mime, and he goes, they don't call me Brock the Rock for nothing. And Misty goes, that's because you got rocks in your head. (laughs) Got him. Smashed. Again with the truth bomb. But he's not planning on catching a Mr. Mime. He's going to make one. And Ash is going to help him with that. And it gets very creepy. Yeah, we get the creepiest Brock animation ever. It's <laughs> oh, like dark yes. and he's got his creepy <clears throat> hands and he's evil looking and he's laughing. <laughs> very fitting for a Mr. Mime centered episode, but I digress. <laughs> he's, he's straight savage when he signs Ash up. Like he, he holds nothing back. And then when Ash like <laughs> does a little bit of pushing back and Ash is like, like, why do I got to be the Mr. Mime? They just immediately just make fun of his height. And they're just like, yeah, well, you're the only one who's the proper height. So suck it up. Ash, a little Ash short, a short for king. a stormtrooper. <laughs> so meanwhile, Team Rocket descends into uh, some headquarters. They apologize to the boss for the incident at the Viridian gym. Giovanni doesn't give a shit. He's back to uh, looking after Metal Sonic. Yeah, so that's what we've been calling this uh, mysterious Mysterious Pokemon. Pokemon. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. It's Metal Sonic, the ultimate life form. And they go flying off to look for for rare Pokemon. It's not, not like rare Pokemon come up and smack you in the face, Meowth says, as a flyer for a circus with a bunch of rare Pokemon come up and smack him in the face. Meowth so perf- is goaded. Perfect timing. Uh, yeah, we're we're big fans of Meowth on the <laughs> big podcast. Big Meowth guys over here. His, his, Honestly his makes the show. Uh, really elevate 
existence, I would say. I would go that far. <laughs> they make Meowth seem like the like the mascot of Team Rocket, but really Meowth is taunt Team Rocket. Like, no, me without Meowth as that the trifecta of the three, it would not have the same charm. Absolutely. No, absolutely and and Jesse and James are so incompetent. <laughs> Meowth, you're like, he's kind of incompetent too, but you're like, yeah, I could kind of trust him to get some things done. He's a, he's a schemer. Like, you know, he's a he's schemer a schemer at heart. Yeah. His plans, I think, work more often. I think they work more often, yeah. <laughs> but they still don't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> so back at the circus, they have a new Mr. Mime. Looks like a good, proper Mr. Mime. Uh, it's actually... Ash in a Mr. Mime suit. Brilliant. Yeah, Brock says he was too tall, couldn't do it. Misty goes, but my face, or something like that. <laughs> you couldn't. You can't cover this face. Something oh, right, so she's too lines. cute she's to too be pretty. Mr. She's Mime? Too pretty. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're not able to do it. And they beg Ash to do it. Eventually, he concedes, and then Stella starts whipping him. That's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she flips here right away, and suddenly she's going Simon Belmont on him. And we get some really fun music. Like and I surfer think this is, rock. This is original. Yeah. This is like a new track, and I loved it. It's a ton of fun as Stella like chases Ash around this uh, this circus, making him do the things that he needs to do. She's like the television character Gordon Ramsay of Ringmasters. That's exactly what she is. She's like, this is the worst Mr. Bime I've seen in 10 years. It's fucking raw. Just whipping him. <laughs> But Ash isn't very good at pretending that there's a wall in front of him. And as such, gets whipped a bunch, as one does. That's the whole thing she's training him to do, right? Pretend he's standing in front of a wall. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only thing he's trying to do. He's like, how do I do it harder? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the original Mr. Mime is still just snacking and napping. And that's uh, beautiful. Now it's circus time. It's time for the performance. Woohoo! We have a large crowd drawn, and it's a full house. There's a... Uh, Ponytail, Rapidash, Machoke, Execute, Tangela, Dodrio, and of course the star of the show, it's Mr. Mime, Ash. I think the only one of these we have not seen yet is Tangela? We must have seen a Tangela at Erica's, no? I don't think so. Oh. Poor Tangela. Yeah. It's still not featured, but I th I'm pretty sure it's the first appearance. Well, I don't totally remember. I thought it would have been an. Oh Erica's no, she list. did use one. Erica did use one. In her oh, general. there you go. Knew it. I'm okay. a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Pokemon genius now? <laughs> Congratulations, you got one thing. I right. got one thing well right. <laughs> I got to witness, and I'm running with it. <laughs> yeah, the star of the show is Ash in this Mr. Mime costume. He looks out into the crowd. His mom is there. Aww. Yeah, almost Cute. reaches out. He's almost like, "Hey, mom." <laughs> That's why she didn't answer the phone because she was on the way to the circus. I love exactly. beautiful foreshadowing. Exactly. Great foreshadowing. It all comes together. And then the power goes out. Whoa. <laughs> of course, it's Team Rocket. Yeah. They uh, they start doing their motto. They're doing the from a flying they're trapeze. They're doing trapeze while they're doing the motto. And, and this is <laughs> actually pretty entertaining. They like fall halfway through the chant, but they still pull it off. They like bounce back up, land perfectly. <laughs> Nailed it. I was really hoping that they would bounce off of the net and the force of the net throwing them back up would just cause them to go blasting off again already. And that's it. And, they're out and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. All they want to do is catch this Mr. Mine. They want to kidnap Mr. Mine, and so they throw a net. And Brock dives to save Stella and leaves Ash to get kidnapped <laughs> by Team Brock. Classic Brock. 
Priorities. What else do we expect? What else do we expect is right. Nothing. So they're flying off with the Mr. Mime. I love this exchange. Meowth is like, see you clowns later. And James is like, clowns? That was a good one, Meowth. (laughs) (laughs) So Ash's mom approaches. She knew it was Ash all along, somehow. What what the fuck was with that? How did she know? I don't know. Does Ash have like a really noticeable gait or something? Like just how he walks? <laughs> it's a uh, mother's intuition. I guess so. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. it's Ash's mom's Lapras psychic telepathy. <laughs> it was in her all along. I think I think it's just because after Ash got kidnapped, like Brock and Misty and Pikachu ran out onto the, the thing and they were like, oh my God, what happened? And Ash isn't there. So she must have, you know, put two and two together. Deli is oh, a Oh, that actually woman. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Logic in Pokemon? That's not that's not right. Yeah, I was just expecting nonsense. And so we we cut to the next scene where they have waited until the entire circus cleared out to continue this conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they just waited. <laughs> Maybe people Deli- cleared out really fast. Uh with all those people have oh, you, have you're you ever right. seen... parking was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. You never you, you you can never get people out of those places fast enough. It's a it's a nightmare. So uh, Delia is sure that uh, they'll return Ash once they realize he's not a Pokemon. Sure. Yeah, she, I, she I mean, kind of cared at first, and then she doesn't give a fuck. She's yeah. like, it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be fine. So cut to a, a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Team Rocket is eating something out of cans. I thought they were potatoes, and then I saw the cans, and then I had no idea. Oh, they were out of cans. I thought they were loaves of bread. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't really know. <laughs> no idea. Curtis, what do you think it was? Oh man, peaches. Peaches. Peaches okay. come in a can. They were put that there is by true. a man. <laughs> and uh, so Ash gets out of his ropes and reveals himself to Team Rocket using the start of the Team Rocket motto music. I loved that. I loved this it. whole sequence is just amazing. Like from here, like next couple minutes, amazing. <laughs> it's so good. He reveals himself. Team Rocket are flabbergasted. They're like, it's a half twerp, half mime. And I thought for a second that they thought this actually was like a hybrid child. That, that is mime. what they thought it was. I did. I because, don't. Because I'm then confused. Ash has to go, I'm not a Mr. Mime. I, I just, just play, play one, one on TV. On TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they absolutely. James's line when he first uh, reveals goes his head comes off like yeah. it takes a <laughs> long true, time yeah. for them to clue in that this is a costume they think they're watching <laughs> some kind of grotesque metamorphosis the twerp has been uh merged with a mr mime it's it's like the uh weird 80s jeff goldblum sci-fi horror the fly where the scientist <laughs> is accidentally turning himself into like a fly monster anthropomorphic they just assume that Ash is a scientist and he accidentally gamma rayed himself into a Mr. Mime Ash hybrid monster. <laughs> yeah, Ash throws the head back on for some reason and leaves in the balloon. <laughs> that, that's my favorite part because he's so low key about it too because he just slaps the helmet back on and is just like, I, well, I'm out of here. And he just casually walks out the door and like shuts it behind him, <laughs> leaving Team Rocket sitting there still trying to contemplate like, you know, what happened uh, with their metamor- met- met- like the, the Mr. Mime. And yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. Leaves him completely speechless. And he's, 
lifting off in the balloon and uh, hits him back with, this time your hot air came in handy. <laughs> Ash, Ash is spitting fire today. I forgot about that job. He's so competent suddenly. So back at Delia's house, they have eaten lunch. Very important uh, story beat there. As uh, a Mr. Mime, the Mr. Mime from, I believe, the beginning of the episode, peers from the bushes. Mr. Mime. Mime. Yeah. And so Delia is in the house doing something and she looks over to her sliding glass pane windows and there, standing there, face against the glass, Mr. Mime is just peering in the house, staring at her. That is fucking nightmare fuel. (laughs) And it doesn't bug her at all, though. (laughs) No. She's like, oh, it's a Mr. Mime. Delia must have seen some shit in her time. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. She she's, this does she's, not, a, uh, she's a strong woman. She's uh she's yeah. done a lot. <laughs> but she's not actually freaked out because she thinks this is Ash. Yeah, yeah. She she assumes that it's the Ash from before. So but she it's, lets it's it so in. good how long she thinks it's Ash for. <laughs> yeah, also brings up the thing is that my question I always thought is who made the Mr. Mime costume? Because it, it didn't just fool like one person or the crowd who's watching from a distance. Like, it, it, it's literally traumatizing multiple adults in this show. So it must have been, like, hyper-realistic. Oh, good I think point. Bro- I think Brock, well, I think Brock yeah, did it. Yeah, they sort of make it sound like Brock did it. But, uh, you know, from that perspective, he should get a job on movie sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. screw Pokemon breeding. <laughs> <laughs> Brock's a crafty dude. Yeah. Yeah, she lets in the Mr. Mime. She thinks it's Ash, despite the fact that it keeps going, Mine. Mine. <laughs> She's like, you're really into the bit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can really appreciate a good long comedic bit. <laughs> a method <laughs> actor, if you will. <laughs> she makes it lunch. Meanwhile, Ash lands the balloon outside and he runs in the door. He's like, Mom, I'm home. And she's like, I know. You're eating lunch. You're you're in the kitchen. And she turns around and there's two Mr. Mimes. And we get what might be the weirdest but also best line of the episode. Ash's mom goes, "Does Ash have a twin brother?" <laughs> and, and this, I think I, you would know. I could not comprehend. Yeah, a, how would she not know that? And b, they're both Mister Mimes. Her, uh, she hasn't seen two Ashes. She's seen two Mister Mimes. So her assumption is that they're both Ashes in costumes. I, I, that was just mind-boggling. <laughs> Incredible. But uh, Mr. Mime gets spooked, and Ash reveals himself. Delia insults her own child. I thought it was strange that you were eating so nicely. Yeah, that you had manners. Ooh. Less manners than a wild Mr. Roasted. Mime. And so he asks Mr. Mime to go to the circus to help out the circus people. He doesn't want to, really, until Delia persuades him with the promise of desserts. Yep. Which that does it for me too. Everybody so, uh, should be giving up on that one. Yep. 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 Cut to Team Rocket. They're in a fucking tank now. I wrote down fucking sick. This, this <laughs> tank is like like a Warhammer figurine. It's so cool. It's like black with with like red uh, touch ups and and the red R's on the side. Add this to the list of cool Team Rocket vehicles. We've uh, Curtis. We've talked about this before. How Team Rocket's gadgets will go from like. These stupid, wimpy little, like, devices that they seem to have spent a lot of effort making. Like, one time it was, like, a tickle machine to, like, (laughs) 
a Kangaskhan mecha, like an actual, yes. an actual mech, <laughs> or in this, or here a tank. Like their their funding just wildly varies episode to episode. Oh, and it's a hundred percent, and it's always the best because it's like when when they when they show up, you you just know what kind of day you're gonna get based on what they're pulling up with. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Every every day. They uh, spin a wheel, and the wheel tells them how much budget they get for that day's schemes. Should be the horoscope for uh, Poker Nerds. It's it's not what month it is. It's like if you watch an episode, what Team Rocket gadget is it? <laughs> <laughs> what was their budget on the on, on yeah, the, the budget? day? If Team Rocket uses a vehicle resembling a Pokemon, you will have a good day today. Oh, fantastic! Fortune cookies. I also swear, like lots of cartoons just love giving like the villains tanks. I always saw it in cartoons. True. Like Kirby right yeah. back at you. Like King DDD has a tank on like the first episode and he's just bombing around on the countryside shooting things with his tank. And it's just like, yep. I want to know like who made the decision that it's like the first vehicle a villain in a kid's cartoon should get is a tank. Like that's just the like not a Jeep, not like an ATV or a motorcycle. <laughs> it's just tank. That's where it starts. I mean, tanks are pretty cool. It definitely pretty cool. see that in like a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon too. Yeah, like Robotnik would definitely just, jump. He would just roll up in a tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so their plan is to shoot capture missiles. I thought they were going to blow up the circus entirely. <laughs> live capture <but> missiles. Yeah. <laughs> but they're going to use live capture missiles, which are missiles with nets. So, and then we get more original music, which I'm I'm pretty sure it's original. I loved it. They uh, they shoot these net missiles. And they net all of these Pokemon to the ground. They got a bullseye. Meowth says, you mean a cat's eye? Meowth. <laughs> 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 That's a little weak, but okay. Yeah. No, we, we, we praise it because it's Meowth. <laughs> yeah, well, by weak, Kellen actually means amazing. It's it's just how he talks. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, and by sure, uh, he, he means I love you guys. <laughs> 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 I understand. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do I mean by okay, Graham? <laughs> You mean, let's get on with the episode. So, yeah, they, the circus workers get all the Pokemon <laughs> in the trucks. And this is so funny. So, you think that would, like, hide the Pokemon. Team Rocket nets the trucks. <laughs> like, these live capture missiles also work on trucks. It's incredible. <laughs> but they find Stella running off with the Mr. Mime. Uh, he trips, she, like, grabs and throws him on his back, and Stella is trying so hard to save Mr. Mime, he he finds the respect back in his heart. She sees the passion and the love she has for him. He finds it in himself to respect her again, and then Ash jumps in front of the capture missile. He intercepts. Ash is back, everybody. Yeah, Put Ash him. is Bing back, dang. and Ash and Pikachu reunite. Very cute. And we get the good music. Pikachu thunderbolts, and it does nothing. The tank's made of rubber. <laughs> the biggest Uno flip that I love it. <laughs> you can rock us, but you can't shock us. Wow. You forgot about my trap card, a rubber tank. <laughs> tanks are probably lightning resistant, right? Like cars. I are. imagine. Like a tank already. That's a good question. You, you think it... You, I feel like it would be grounded. So if you got if like your vehicle gets struck by lightning, it doesn't yeah, yuck it, you up too bad. It goes bad. around the outside. I think it, the tank would be a, the same. We may have to ask Nolan about uh, the the logistics about. Well, shout us out in the electricity. comments <laughs> if you think the rubber tank was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> ask Jeeves. So, and then we get the same music track that we just got like ten seconds ago when Pikachu went for the thunderbolt. 
as Ash risks it all on Charizard, and Charizard comes out, and he also does nothing. He poses like one of your French girls. Yep, classic Charizard. Doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Uh, Team Rock could do a bunch of say a bunch of stuff, but the only notable line is Meowth going, "But thanks for the memory, pal." See another <laughs> another S tier Meowth line. <laughs> They're all S tier. So Delia gets Mister Mime to jump in. That's Ash's to mom, right? The sweet, Delia. Ash's yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah, to the sweet electric guitar riff music. I thought it was a keyboard synth, but yeah, regardless, it kicked ass. It's something electric and it's awesome. Yeah, something electric. Something you gotta <laughs> plug in, like all the best things yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> Team Rocket fires the missile, but Mr. Mime throws up a barrier to block it. And then they go to smash the wall with the tank, but it's far too sturdy with their, for their piddly little vehicle. They decide to go around and turn around, but then the circus Mr. Mime jumps into action and does the same thing. Walls work, people. <laughs> Yeah, he's inspired. He's like, you're building a wall, I'm building a wall, we're all building walls. I think it is interesting to know that both Mr. Mimes have very different voices. Yes, that's a well, very kinda, good point. And we got both of them here <laughs> when the mm-hmm. impressions were coming earlier. I was like, this <laughs> could be the both Mr. Mimes. Yeah. Mime, mime, mime. See, we got them yeah. here, folks. These are the these are the mimes from the episode. <laughs> And so they, the two mimes, the two Mr. Mimes team up to build this giant wall on all four sides around Team Rocket's tank to trap him in. Beautiful. We get a, the Love amazing it. line, that's wall, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And, and so we get, we get some resolution then. Uh, De- Delia has already nicknamed Mr. Mime. Uh, she's going to call him Mimey. Very creative. See, this is why Ash's mom is the best. She will love even this, uh, you know. Freak of nature. Exactly. This abandoned trash Pokemon. Even she will find it in her heart. And that's beautiful, man. And so Team Rocket in their their wall trap try to fire all the missiles at the walls (laughs) to break it down. But it just creates, I think, like this cannon effect where the pressure shoots them up out of it and they blast themselves off, which TMI. We don't need to know that. Dude. <laughs> no, we need Blast to know themselves that. Off. I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. So uh, let's well, move no, on. No, 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 no. What, no, no. It's what else? What else? They do that, and then we go back to the house, oh. and Mr. Mime is cooking. Oh, right. And they're like, this mime is a better son than Ash. No <laughs> laugh. <laughs> this member of the family actually has manners and helps out in the kitchen. Doesn't Ash suck? And they'll laugh some more. Ash has been (laughs) replaced. And that's the episode. And that's the episode. All right. So let's go to our next segment's literary hour. So for comparison to literature. Okay. My comparison this week actually isn't to a piece of literature per se. It is to a real life incident. Are you ready? Does that count? (laughs) I'm going to make it count. Um, No, it counts. Okay. So. One of the I'm plot just more devices. Curious as to what the hell this is? One of the plot devices here is an accidental kidnapping. They go to steal the Mister Mime. They accidentally kidnap Ash. Are you with me? Yeah. Much like sure. on the warm summer Sunday of 1959, when the then Vice President Richard Nixon was ki- accidentally kidnapped by Walt Disney. <laughs> did you <laughs> what? Know, did you know that this happened? 
Uh, no, I did not know that that happened. Richard Nixon was visiting Disney World, I believe, or land. I'm not really sure. And uh, Walt Disney was showing off this new monorail that they had built. Okay. And the monorail driver was so excited to get going that when uh, Richard Nixon and Walt Disney had stepped onto the monorail, he kicked it off before the Secret Service could join. So for like five minutes while this thing was going on, Richard Nixon was technically kidnapped because his <laughs> Secret Service couldn't get to him by Walt Disney. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. It's just a, my favorite book. A, a wild sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite that's, Disney story? No, see, that's my <laughs> the favorite Disney book. kidnapping of Richard yeah. Nixon. That's my favorite Disney plot. <laughs> oh, does that make Richard Nixon a Disney princess? Yup. <laughs> Tricky Dick, my favorite Disney fan princess. Art. Fan art, please. Fan art. Richard Nixon is a Disney princess. I want that. I'm writing it down. Be careful there what you, you wish for. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> that's most of these on this list definitely <laughs> all right yeah that takes so, us to the four poor uh, that so, was your literary hour yeah <laughs> and you liked it <laughs> so that's on you uh <laughs> the four poor this is the uh plastic ping pong picture of objective rankings we're going to select two randomly selected categories from here rank the episode based on that you can hear kellen fishing around for a category what's the first category first category will be Anime sweat drops. Oh, that's me. Okay, so Curtis, this is that anime animation trope where they draw the sweat drop if there were memorable ones that were, you know, like funny or anything like that. Oh, um, okay. Brock makes one when uh, Charizard poses like a French girl. There's, uh, oh, when um, Mr. Mime is saying that, like, when he agrees to help Ash's mom uh, because she'll make dessert. There's a big uh, one mm, there when yeah, Ash was supposed to be the Pokemon trainer. That was actually a pretty good bit, so I would say that's good. There is a part where, uh, oh, when Team Rocket's mad when Ash is like revealed that he is not the Mister Mime. There's a whole bunch of anime sweat drops in that in that scene, including I, I think there's one on the costume. Like Ash is in the costume, and there's a sweat <laughs> drop on the outside of Mister Mime. So plus points for that. This is actually. A really good episode for the uh, sweat drop motif. Yeah, there's even more. There's the Ash and Pikachu both do it when Brock is acting creepy at the beginning. Oh, this is beautiful. This is top. This is top. This is at least a nine in my books. I was thinking eight. I'm yeah, going to go with eight. I'll, I'll go with nine. So we, we score out of ten. Curtis, Curtis, what do you think? One to ten. I, I gotta go. With, I gotta go with the nine. Like that. That that All was right. a, that was at least four or five good references. You know. So I got. I gotta yeah. put it up there. Eight point six six six. Yeah. Repeating, of course. Repeating, of course. And second category will be characters falling in surprise and embarrassment. So that one's mine. <laughs> we got the duo. We got the two I, animation tropes. <laughs> I, I think I only noted like one or two. Oh no. So it's not as good. Let me let me see here. I put them in brackets. Where are they? When when Delia says I thought it was strange that you ate so nicely and Ash falls over. All right. Yeah. That that's it. That's all I caught. Ooh the only one Mine. and it's only okay a little on the weak side i guess i mean it's mm-hmm. not a bad one but uh yeah that's a three for me dog yeah 
I was thinking the same thing. I'll join on the I'll join on the three because yeah. The three train. So that is a three all around. That will be uh five, six, 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 six. Divided by Whoa, number of the beast. Five point eight three 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 repeating. There you go. So your favorite episode, Curtis, got a 5.8 from the objective ranking system. How does that make you feel? Oh, honestly, I might just have to log off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Don't hate the player. Yeah. Hate the four. I'll do. I'll do the classic. Wait, 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 wait. Oh well. I, I'm thinking there, there was more times that Ash fell over in the episode. It's got to be a nine. Back. To- <laughs> There's probably another one. <laughs> There's probably one or two others. I just like I, sometimes our hearts I don't fell catch over them. in laughter. Yeah. Does that count? Yeah, like like uh. in university, anything over fifty is a win for me. So I'm taking it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> the feel episode that. passes. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, that's episode sixty-six. It's Mr. Mime time. Now it's episode sixty-seven. Showdown at the Poke Corral. Which another uh spelling error in the title card there's two l's in corral man they put i feel like it's just a co- it, it can't be a coincidence that i got both episodes with spelling mistakes it's incredible <laughs> you know you know i think that's a uh, i know what you're talking i know what you're talking about i see i see you curtis yeah i and it, it, you know, for those who don't know I've, I've got notorious spelling problem issues <laughs> and it goes beyond other stuff and so yep that's a sign from above saying yep it's meant to be is it a spelling problem, or are you just so creative that the English language can't contain you? See, that, that's where I'm at, is that I yeah. feel like I'll take the blame on some of these words, because, like, yeah, like that I, I definitely butchered that, but there's a lot of words, like, cupboard and stuff like that, where, like, that's not on me. I am not taking the blame for that. Like, somebody <laughs> ruined that word because it's cupboard, and somebody took the P out, and that's not on me. Yeah, that's just a mess. Wednesday, what the hell's that shit? Yeah, <laughs> that's not on me, man. It's not. It's just not. I'll take, like I said, I'm up. I'm all up for even roasts. I'll take them when I deserve them, but you got to take them back. So English, step up. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> all right, showdown at the Poke Corral. I found this to be kind of a misleading title. There wasn't really a showdown. No, that that makes it sound like it's gonna be some hype. Looney Tunes Western kind of thing. Yeah. It's a slice of life episode. Yeah. It's just like a let's chill out in the garden for 20 minutes and then end. (laughs) Yeah. The showdown is Ash and Gary having a dick measuring contest. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. That's, That's all it is. So, open the episode. Ash is at the Pokemon League. We made it. Already, we're at the Pokemon League. It's beautiful. He's going to become a Pokemon master. He goes to throw his ball. He's going to start the battle, and it boomerangs around, grows in size, catches him. It was a dream. Of course it was. Of course. I low-key thought you guys gave me the first episode of the, the, what's it called, when I was watching. I was like, oh, snap, man. I'm in for a real treat. And then that happened. And I was like... (laughs) Right, so Ash imagines him. He dreams himself being sucked into the ball because... uh, Ash's mom's Mr. Mime is vacuuming his face. <laughs> That's what wakes him up. What a rude awakening. Beautiful. And so uh, we go to the kitchen. Brock's already cooking up breakfast. Misty's up. Ash is the last one up. Togepi and Pikachu included. He uh, complains about Mr. Mime vacuuming his face. Uh, and uh, Delia says, well, you know, when Mr. Mime sees something dirty, he has to clean it. <laughs> she just roasts Ooh. him like Christmas dinner. <laughs> I love it. 
And uh, so and M- M- Misty makes a joke about Ash's poor hygiene. Says you don't have to take a, a bath for another week. Which I don't. I I don't know how that. I don't think that works like that, Misty. No. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't think I can vacuum my armpits and then I'll get rid of the smell. Nah, That'd be incredible. But though. Misty's the water trainer, so like maybe like swimming in the pool counts. And so she just baths yeah. <laughs> like once a week, but she swims in her pool like her clean pool. Emphasis on clean. You know, the other six times a week. Do you think that when they're uh, on the road and in, and in the woods for like weeks at a time that they just get like Star you to blast them with hydro pumps? Yes. To clean off? 100%. Why okay. else would you yeah, be a and, water trainer? And Geodude to dig them uh, outhouses. Ah, yes. He digs the poop holes. Exactly. That's a yeah. great task. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Geodude, you're on shit duty again. <laughs> Geo, Geo. <laughs> So uh, Delia tells Mr. Mime, tells Mimey, rather, to uh, to go pick some vegetables. He's all about it. And Ash gets depressed. That was his job. Oh. Mr. Mime has taken over. I'm sorry, Ash. But uh, they need to go. They, they got to get moving because they got to go talk to Oak soon. Ash totally forgot that that's why they came back to Pallet and was to go talk to that Oak about the Pokemon League. Meanwhile, Team Rocket are moping around about not having captured any Pokemon going towards the Team Rocket headquarters, which looked a lot different than last episode. They have, as Meowth describes, they've come down with CFS, chronic failure syndrome. (laughs) We can't help it. We were born this way. (laughs) So they walk up to the fortress and and they're nervous. They're like, man, Giovanni's going to rip us a new one. They're going to (laughs) quit. They're like, you know what? We're done with this life. We're turning around. Boom. The place explodes. (laughs) And Metal Sonic flies away. It, it's so funny that they slipped in these uh, small little, like, ridiculously hype sci-fi montages into what are otherwise, like, goofy, fun episodes that have nothing to do with them. Well, they're supposed to hype you up for the first movie. Right. That's what right. it's doing. With these, like, 30 seconds of uh, of sci-fi action. <laughs> and so Giovanni is uh, left left in the rubble with Persian. He is just pissed at Jesse and James. Why the hell are you guys here? Do your job for a change fucking roasted and then he goes off in his private jet because he's an evil billionaire and evil billionaires have private jets yeah i do imagine that's how jeff bezos gets from like meeting to Mm -hmm. meeting yeah absolutely you screwed up my scar starbucks order you suck how dare you and then he gets on a jet and And they run over all the cars in the parking lot to take off (laughs) it makes the most sense team rocket have have changed their tune from when they thought they were going to quit uh, they renew their vows as criminals, and they're going to steal some more Pokemon, or they're trying to steal any Pokemon for once in their life. And then we're back at Oak's lab. They uh, they walk in, and they're excited to see Professor Oak. Professor Oak is excited to see uh, Togepi, and not Ash. He likes Togepi, which I like Togepi, too. You know, there were previous episodes where Oak was, like, just giving Ash a hard time and very up in his grill. And in this one, Oak is just like, yeah, whatever, Ash, you're doing great, whatever. Cool. He's chill now. But Gary's also here, and uh, he says, I'm not surprised he showed up late. I'm surprised he showed up at all. And it's on right from the get-go. The tension between these two rivals, unbelievable. Palpable. Uh, and so Oak tells them that Gary and Ash are the top two trainers from Pallet. Neither of them like this. They want the other one to be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can't just accept a mutual like uh, acceleration at Pokemon. It's like, nah, we gotta mm-hmm. be the worst. They can't comprehend a world where they're grouped together because they see themselves as polar opposites. Mm-hmm. But from the outside looking in, 
They're very similar. Yeah, they're both incredibly driven yes. to achieve the same goal. They just do it in different ways. And that's kind of the point of the episode. Yeah, I'd say that's that's the, the strongest theme, yeah. And so we see Ash's Krabby for the first time in a long time. Uh, he He's become a waiter at <laughs> Professor Oak's. It's beautiful. Yeah, he's, he's serving like, the platter he's of the R two D two. He's just walking around. Like, can I interest you in a crab? Ca- a crab cake? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, Oak? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and Oak tells them that uh, Ash and Gary have earned the most badges by this point. The others didn't have the skill. Ash was far behind the uh, all the others for a while, but he surpassed them. And the other two trainers that left Pallet have kind of given up. They're they're not around anymore. Uh, as we saw last time, Gary has 10, Ash has 8. And it's time for them to compete in the league. And Ash is basically is, uh, is about to run out the door to the league, and then <laughs> they remind him, Ash, you don't know where it is. That's why we're here. You don't know anything, Ash. And and Gary kind of consents that, too. Gary's, like, <laughs> smug, and he's like, where is it, Ash? Tell me. <laughs> Can you tell me where the Pokemon League meeting is? Can you? And Oak tells them. Yeah. It's a talk... <laughs> The Indigo Plateau, precisely two months from today, and over 200 trainers will compete. Dang. It's a big thing. Big event. You know, it's it's weird, because Gary's a smug asshole, and we all hate yeah. him. But I, I kind of see his point of view in this episode, because Gary actually knows things about, like, mm-hmm. the Pokemon game, right? He knows the mechanics. He, he gets things done. And he's seeing this other guy succeed who is a fucking idiot and it's like (laughs) it's like what the hell man i'm like putting in all this work i know all these things and this guy's just getting it because of like piss and vinegar like he he doesn't even know what types are this is the the correlation between gary and ash and me and kellen (laughs) (laughs) and thus is something that i've always laughed at and been like yeah i I 100 percent believe that is that is the the equivalent who's the gary and who's the ash Oh, I think I'm the Gary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> I do don't such a good it. Gary impression. <laughs> I'm the one doing like the calcs and the uh, the optimal strategies. Uh, <laughs> and Curtis is just like throwing shit against the wall. Uh, and you you play with your heart. You're saying I like. Oh it. yes. Like <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, back to Delia's house. Team Rocket knocks at the door. They're disguised as news reporters, and they want to interview Ash, but. Mimey sweeps them away quite literally, which I love. Yeah, yeah, I like this segment. I, you know, Mimey when Team Rocket, MVP. When Team Rocket dresses up, they dress up. They they look great in these reporter outfits, except for their they're, hair. They're from the PNN, the Pokemon News Network. Oh, they're terrible as disguises. They're good as outfits. Yeah. Like they should just <laughs> go into journalism. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> so they work for the Pokemon News Network apparently, and they're they're looking for the sh- to create the show Pokemon Masters of Tomorrow. That's why they're looking for Ash. They tell Ash's mom. Yeah, Mr. Mom just starts sweeping, and he just sweeps them. Yeah, and they run down the path. Mimey, greatest, best character. Love Mimey. And Ash's mom yells at them as they're being swept away. She's like, they're "They're at at the lab! One of the favorite things, actually, I forgot to mention that I loved about Mr. Mime and Ash's mom is that, like, within literally, like, minutes... Like, the connection between Mr. Mime and Ash's mom is, like, already a stronger Pokemon bond than, like, most of Ash's. 
Yeah, I I know <laughs> oh, that's a that. good point. But yet yeah. she's never considered a trainer. You know what I mean? She doesn't need a yeah. pokeball to store Mr. Mime. None of this stuff. And just like within like a minute, she's got the power and authority to be like, yep, <laughs> boom, I've caught this thing. Not caught, you know, figuratively, but it's like, yep. Yeah, I kind of noticed that at the end of the last episode because they've known each other for like 20 minutes. And at the end of the episode, like, Mimey's already just standing there in Delia's arms. Like, she has her arm around him. He has her arm around her, his arm around her waist. Like, it's weird. You know, that, that makes me think that, so there's almost this uh, undertones that whoever Ash's father is, like, that he's a great trainer and that's why Ash is destined. Maybe it's, maybe it's Ash's mom all along who's, like, yeah. skilled with Pokemon. Maybe. I like Your dad or, is just some deadbeat who left years ago. <laughs> I like that theory. Or, I like that theory. Or it was Mr. Mime dad, and he came back. Oh, my God. <laughs> After all these years, it's you, Dad. <laughs> Mime. Oh, God. Okay. So back uh, to the I don't want fan art to that. <laughs> So back to the lab, Gary uh, brags about how much bigger his crappy is. Yeah, and here's he the dick measuring contest you yeah. talk about. They just whip out the rulers, slap him on the table. He's been rotating through all of his Pokemon to make them stronger, and apparently this makes them bigger, he says. I think he just found no. a really good gym membership for this crabby. Yeah. He's just, he's <laughs> lifting. Krabby's been working out at Planet Fitness. Yeah, that thing's a kangler, if anyone asks. <laughs> <laughs> Get, yeah, Gary bets that Ash uses all the same Pokemon over and over again, which uh, <laughs> he's got you there, Ash. <laughs> Bulbasaur, use Vine Whip every, every other fucking episode. Hey, if it works. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break it. Brock tries to get Oak to tear this fight apart, but he's he's into it. He's enjoying this show. Sipping he says, tea. I'm a professor, not a referee. And Gary lectures Ash about Type matchups because Lord knows Ash needs that lecture. <laughs> this is what I mean by I can kind of get Gary's point of view. He's like, he's like, if we're being, if people are telling me that we're on the same level, like you need to know the basics. So he quizzes him, uh, like, what would you use against Geo, dude? Yeah, and Gary says, oh, I would, I, I would use a water type Pokemon with a grass as a backup. Uh, and Misty says, Yeah, Ash would use Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary's like, what a loser. Everyone knows. Electric techs don't work on ground Pokemon, which that's what I've been saying for the past 32 weeks. But yeah, so what's the, what's the message here? Because it's like, it's really good that Ash is, you know, friends with his Pikachu and he, he fights with his heart and he believes in himself. But there is still a place for some like basic knowledge, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think you need to kind of know what you're doing in order to do it well. There's a bad uh, Ash, Ash does not know what he's doing. Like, Gary goes too far in the opposite direction. He's min-maxing his Pokemon, but he doesn't give a shit about them. Ash is uh, <laughs> stupid, but he cares about his Pokemon. You could be somewhere <laughs> in the middle, right? I think they need to, like, do a fusion dance, and then you get the perfect trainer. We need a, we yeah. need a third trainer. Yeah, yeah, one just was smack dab in the middle. And so um, Oak has compared the guy's Pokedexes. Gary has caught way more Pokemon than Ash. But Ash has also seen more Pokemon than Gary. Gary chalks us up to, I, you use your Pokedex on everything. I know what these Pokemon are already. <laughs> Which, probably true. Big flex. <laughs> yeah, so, so Gary, Gary is basically claiming he catches Pokemon he hasn't registered. He's just 
He's he's throwing balls, asking questions later. Yeah, meanwhile, Ash is pointing his Pokedex at every fucking blade of grass, wondering what kind of Pokemon it is. Yeah, and he always opens with the question. He's like, is this a Pokemon? (laughs) Is that a Pokemon? And uh, so they go to let Gary brag about all his Pokemon. They go to the place where all the Pokemon, all the Pallet Town trainers' Pokemons are stored. And we take a look at uh, Ash's reserve of Pokemon, which are... Two Pokeballs containing Krabby and Muck, and then 30 Tauros <laughs> from the Safari Zone episode. <laughs> right. Good selection, good variety. Incredible. And so uh, they continue their dick measuring contest. Oak says they're both valid ways to train, uh, train Pokemon. You know, Gary is is doing some mid-maxing. Ash is making personal bonds with each other, with his Pokemon. He gives this whole philosophical speech about how Pokemon are also living beings and deserve respect and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that part was kind of nice. It, it was a little I lofty. tuned out a little bit. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> lofty, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's like, he's like, you, you, if when you care for Pokemon, that's how you get to know yourself, too, because they're part of the world and it's about feeling connected. So I was like, all right, Oak, all right. Yeah, I got you. Beautiful. Respect. Meanwhile, Team Rocket are uh, walking back, are walking to the lab, and are very, very tired. They're taking the back way in as to not get caught. Jesse kicks a stone at a tree and flashback to episode three or four of the, epi- the, of the sa- series. Samurai hardly knew her that episode, right? Yeah. Uh, a bunch of Kakuna fall from the tree and then a herd of Beedrill chase them down the path. They run into a Snorlax blocking the road. <laughs> Should have known they'd be like this in a Pokemon researcher's garden. That's all we get Where they for smack now. dab into that Snorlax. And James is like dizzy. He's he yells, "Get the license plate number! <laughs> <laughs> Get their insurance carrier!" He thinks he's been in a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we get this like computer screen about Oak's day. I noted this is Oak's vlog. I think Oak is a vlogger. That is researcher. absolutely what it felt like. He's like yeah. every Tuesday and Friday, folks, new vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> so we we go through a typical day. In the life of Professor Oak, he he wakes up, he checks on all the Pokemon, and then lets them out for exercise and fresh air in their specialized habitats. And it's breakfast time. It takes so long to feed them all breakfast, but by the time he's finished, it's lunchtime, and he has to feed them all lunch. Then it's research in the afternoon, dinner, and back to the Pokeballs to do it all over again the next day. He's he's currently researching variations within species, and that bit just had him, like, looking at two Rattatas that look identical. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Rattata A, Rattata B, okay. And Gary's Doduo comes up on them. I love it. This is adorable. I love Doduo. Uh, I believe this is the first time we've seen Doduo. We've seen Dodrio, but not Doduo. Yeah, if we have it, it's just briefly not, uh, not too much. Doduo is uh, a flying-type Pokemon that has two heads and no wings. Yeah, it runs faster than it flies. It's a double-headed ostrich. Love it. I love Doduo. But it's also one of those, like, pinnacles of not-great Gen 1 design, where its evolution is just it with another head. Yeah, they did a bit of that, eh? Where they're like, add another head. (laughs) Smush them all together. Now there's three of them. Okay, cool. Ship it. Yeah, Dodrio, Coughing, Muck. Uh, Magneton. A lot of it. A lot of it in Gen 1. But it's the best, though. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) We need an evolution for this pile of grime Pokemon. What's it gonna be? Uh, uh, Throw it in paint and stretch it out a little bit. Boom, there you go. 
call out an evolution. Uh, imagine if they had done that to process. other some of the other Pokemon. Like now, <laughs> now Pikachu's our favorite. What should the next Pikachu look like? What should the evolved form? Uh, how about three Pikachus held together by a belt? <laughs> <laughs> Three Pikachus in a trench coat and done deal. <laughs> oh, more fan art. That is fan hilarious. Art. They're like trying to get into a bar. Yeah. Like, trust us, we're an adult. <laughs> trust us, we're a stage two. <laughs> yeah, we're. Tr- tr- I know all about Thunderstones. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so Oak designed the place to research Pokemon so that they would all be in their own kind of natural habitats. So that he could he could learn what makes them different when they're interacting with trainers. And he's made an interesting discovery. Pokemon take on the characteristics of people that catch them. And Ash makes a joke about Misty, uh, Misty being that way with Psyduck, implying that Misty's <laughs> dumb. That does not. You're just wrong, Ash. That's just not how that works. Yeah, would that also imply that Misty gets like superpowers when she gets a headache? <laughs> Her head gets pretty big. I hope so. I see true. that. But Brock really sweeps in with the logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks he has a girlfriend. He's like, Susie gave me the Vulpix. She <laughs> loves the Vulpix. The Vulpix <laughs> likes me. I am like, that means the Vulpix likes me, is like me. So therefore, Susie loves me. End of proof. Thank you. <laughs> and I am so glad he gives that context. Because the first line is just him holding up Vulpix and him going, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) And you're like, hello, police. (laughs) (laughs) But Oak says it's only when the Pokemon has regular contact with a trainer that they uh, they form this these similar characteristics. And that's why Krabby and Muck have become attached to Oak because they have been staying at the lab this whole time. And then Muck comes running in or kind of running in and tackles Oak down to the ground and yeah, what is, I, what is ooh, the correct verb for muck moving fast? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you trip along the word run. And yeah, what is it? Sludge? I have no idea. <laughs> and muck sludges along? Stroll is a good word. Strolls? Slimes along? What, what, is a, what does a snail do? I don't know. It's the same slugs. concept, I think. He, he slugs? Yeah. Slugs? Yeah, yeah, slugs. <laughs> is that a verb? <laughs> it, it is now. Come Muck slugging comes along. Slugging along. <laughs> Tackles Oak. And uh, back to Team Rocket. They're still trying to get to the lab. Uh, they're climbing up this mountain now. Jesse grabs onto a Geodude, flings it out of the way, uh, grabs a Sandshrew. Sandshrew Fury swipes her face out, and then they awaken an Onyx that chases them down the path. That's it for Team Rocket for now. We're just getting all these little gags from Team Rocket. I, I think that this is the appeal for the episode, because this episode doesn't really have a plot. But it's no. like things like this are just like you're basically hanging out in Oak's Pokemon Sanctuary and it's it's kind of chill. It's kind of it's kind of nice. If you tuned in, you hadn't seen a Pokemon episode, you want something action packed, you'll be sourly disappointed. But if you're like, I just want like a comfy <laughs> chill with the Pokemon episode. It's kind of good for that. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so Ash thinks. Oak must have every kind of Pokemon that there is in the world, but Oak believes there are plenty of Pokemon no one's ever seen before. And Ash flashbacks to episode one when he saw that mysterious bird in the sky that uh, he hasn't seen since. And, you know, yeah, there are there's no way to know when you have seen every Pokemon that is that is in existence, which, hey, that's like the real world. 
Kind of. Look at that. <laughs> I think the number of Pokemon have grown a little bit quicker than the number of yeah. animals. but By about almost tenfold. <laughs> so Ash and Gary vow to find as many Pokemon as they can, and then they're going to battle. But there's been an explosion at Boom. the Electric Pokemon Preserve. Kaboom! And we go there. A bunch of Voltorb and Electrode have blown themselves up yeah, in self-defense yeah. against Team Rocket. They're in the crater, too. Team Rocket's in the crater. They're sad. They're tired. They want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> They've had they're enough so, of the day. They're so pathetic, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The gang approaches them. Uh, and th- this reinvigorates them a little bit. They're like, oh my god, it's Pikachu. We need Pikachu. But Gary and Oak are, are amazed at the talking Meowth. <laughs> Talk <laughs> more, <is> please. <laughs> <laughs> Meowth is loving the attention, though. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'd be glad to, Pops. <laughs> he, he starts doing the whole motto because he loves the attention so he's much. He's trying to steal all the lines. He's like stepping on Jesse and James's face during it. Yeah, and then they step on his face. And yeah, they're like, stop stealing our material. And so uh, Gary and Ash go after them, but then Ash's herd of 30 Tauros come charging in and then send them blasting off again. Misty says, have a nice flight. Yeah, Misty getting in there with one. Yeah, truth, Bobs. Boom, on the way out. <laughs> Grenade from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Gary is tired. He's going to go home. Ash says, what about our battle? And then he's like, well, you know what? We can we can wait until the league to do that. I, I like these moments from Ash and Gary because they start every episode together hating each other. And then by the end, they have like a little bit of respect for each other. And the next time an episode with both of them rolls around, they're back to just hating each other completely again. It is a good combination. It's beautiful. And so Ash is going to start working on preparing for the league right away. But uh, Oak, Oak makes them fix the fence <laughs> before they can go anywhere, claiming it'll make them better trainers, friends, and people. But really, it's just child labor, Oak. Yeah, he drops them with a life lesson again, which is really just manipulation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best. It's funny how he, he can seem so wise and so manipulative. Yeah, and the, he, he it just the, the, the yeah, I agree 100%. And every time he does it, he's always got like that big smile on his face, too. He, like, kind of closes his eyes a little bit so cheerfully, yet he's delivering the most, like, manipulative concept. <laughs> he is the sh- oak shit-eating grin. Yep. Yes. Where he's just like, yes, Ash. Yes. You will need to fix the Dang fence. It. And all good, tough little kids leave at 10 so I can go uh, Netflix and chill with their moms. Yes, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And so the narrator gives this whole spiel about how Ash is learning about life, which I don't buy, and that is the episode. It is the episode. So, the literary hour. Ooh, I had to flex quite a bit for this one. This episode doesn't have a plot. <laughs> I, I, do have, I do have an idea, though. Any ideas first from you two about uh, what sort of uh, comparisons there could be here? Does it ha- Absolutely not. Does it have to be like a, a, a book or can it be like any... Like, any Anything. The, I, I usually look for books, but it can be anything. I'm going I'm going with like low-key, like, uh, like a reality TV show like Terrace yeah. House or like The Bachelor, but, you know, a little different. But similar concepts <laughs> where it's like you tune in and it's just like, yeah, this is life. Yeah, it's all, all the Pokemon. They're in one house. 
the uh, the Onyx and the Jigglypuff are dating, but oh my god, Jigglypuff's also cheating on Onyx with the Ponyta. <laughs> Things have gotten fiery, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I was going for that kind of thing too. So, but I was thinking of the George Orwell novel Animal Farm. Are, are other of you familiar with Animal Farm? Uh, I know the basic premise. I think. So it's a story about a farm, but it's it's all the animals are given uh, personalities, and mm-hmm. it is a metaphor for Stalin's Russia. <laughs> so, so basically, <laughs> the there's an old drunk farmer who runs the farm, and all the animals hate, him. and he's supposed to be the old school Russian uh, czar, so the kings and the queens. Then there is this uh, old sort of um, pig who who has a whole lot of. Uh, proverbs and wise things his name is old major and he is supposed to be a stand-in for either Karl marx or lenin so he's like preaching kind of the ideals of communist russia he dies early on leaving two pigs to kind of organize the rebellion against the farmer okay and the two pigs uh, napoleon and snowball are supposed to be stands stand-ins for uh joseph stalin and leon trotsky okay and then they eventually take over the farm but end up basically replacing the farmer and making their own dictatorship. They had started to try to take over the farm with the ideas that all the animals would be equal, and it descended into dictatorship with Napoleon eventually ruling and kind of turning into a human, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Where I wanted to bring this, though, (laughs) is how good of a setting would Oak's little Pokemon (laughs) sanctuary be here for a Pokemon version of Animal Farm? Where, where you have, <laughs> like, what would the Pokemon be? Like, maybe the Onyx would be the old uh, Karl Marx Pokemon. And and uh, Oak is clearly the old drunk farmer who needs to be displaced. I would love to see <laughs> Pikachu be the Stalin stand-in who eventually becomes a dictator. Like, maybe they give him a mustache and a hat later. That'd be good. <laughs> so your whole comparison is predicated on Animal Farm has a farm with animals. Oak has a farm like plays with animals. <laughs> Boom. That's it. To simple minds such as yours, <laughs> I can see how this comparison is thin like butter on toast. When in fact it is uh, fat and nourishing like cheese. Because how good of a how good of a parody of Animal Farm would that be if they like remade Animal Farm but with Pokemon? Come on. That would I, be I fire. That. that would be that'd fire. Be I'm there. I'm there. Okay, we got one fan. Good. (laughs) Only that's it. That's gonna be all of all the fans. (laughs) All right. Well, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Is that the whole the whole thing? (laughs) Okay. It's beautiful. What do you mean? That's it. That was everything we needed and more. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) To the four four first category for showdown at the Poke Corral will be the animation. Anything oh, stand this out? This isn't like a hot Sakuga episode. No, right? no, no. It's not an action episode. It's a life lessons. I, I would say there's some like nice graphical design kind of flourishes, like Oak's vlog. <laughs> like a border <laughs> pops up on the screen. and so That's kind of a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it doesn't have the gusto of like a no. good animated <laughs> episode. It's not, it's not the solar beam. It's no Charizard versus Magmar. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charizard versus Magmar was the dopest animation ever. It's a six for me. Yeah, I'd go even lower. Like a three. (laughs) 
Like the only Curtis. the only nice kind of innovative part is the border during Oak's vlog. <laughs> it, go, going off of that, if we're if we're saying the best thing that it brought was a border, then I gotta go with like a four. All right, so that is math. Well, yeah, I made a real use a, tough use for a you. calculator. Yeah, <laughs> six plus three plus four that's divided 13, by that's four point four point three three repeating. And category number two will be. Sweet sentences. Oh, it's the big oak thing. <laughs> the big oak I monologue so. about being in touch with your Pokemon and being in touch with <laughs> yourself makes you a whole person. That's the main sweet sentence of the episode. I do like that as a sweet sentence. And it, it kind of is the kind of sweet sentence you usually look for, Kellen, where it's mm-hmm. this like lofty philosophical sort of fairy tale about love and life and Pokemon. How we should all get along and the power of friendship and being in touch with ourselves. Blah, 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 blah. This is pretty good. (laughs) But that's the main sweet sentence. So it's not a sweet sentence episode, but it has one really good one. Uh, Well, he's got that. I want to give it a... I think that sentence alone is a six. He's got that one, and he's got the one at the end with the fence. Where he's talking about, you know, working together will make you better friends and trainers and people. Right, in like isn't a, as good, but it's in like good. a Tom Sawyer kind of way. He's like tricking them into the fence. Yeah, but yeah, so it's, it's all a, Oaks sort of uh, sentencery. Yeah, it's another six for me. Yeah, I'm down with the sixness. I'll 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 join. Ooh, but that's bad mojo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the number of the beast. The number of sure, the I'll do it for, for the I corral. like heavy metal. Hit me with a six. <laughs> Six, six, six. No, it's you said it out loud average. in a row. Now we're screwed. Ah. Mr. Mime's coming for you <laughs> in the middle of the night. Hey, I don't know. That's not a curse. That's a blessing. Oh, <laughs> there you go. On the spreadsheet, it's my score, Graham's score, guest score, average score. So it's actually six, 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 six. So it's fine. Oh, we're good. So that's uh, 5.1666 repeating. Mm, another pass. For showdown. At the Poke Corral. Two average episodes today. But not average in our hearts. That's right. <laughs> but that is, that's that, that's it for today. Yes, that's that is got. the episode. Uh, Curtis, thanks for joining. This this was a blast. You know, I, I good good to get to know you and your sense of humor. And also your love of Mr. Mime. Very unique <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you um, very much. I was more than happy to be here and... Uh, you need me again with some more of the wacky misfits. Uh, I'm in. I got I got a <laughs> repertoire of them that I can wait for. Oh, we'll get you back for Wabafet. Yes. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be great. Wabafet. <laughs> you, you know he's number one. He's, he's my... He's... <laughs> Uh, but Curtis, you do online content stuff. Why don't you shout out your uh, your things Ooh, I get a, for the listeners? I get a shout out. This is great. Um, yeah, I do some shenanigans uh, over on uh, Just Plain Universe on YouTube. We do quite the ver- uh, wide variety of stuff on there. Sometimes I don't post for a while. Uh, but, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of an ongoing shtick. I think that people enjoy it. <laughs> We'll, we'll link that in the description. Too. We will. Yeah. Uh, check out not only the um, the interview he did with the singer of the Pokemon theme song, Jason Page. Also check out the uh, web series Pothead, Your Local Superhero, because it is a thing of beauty. Ooh. It is incredible. Ooh, it is fantastic. And I'm, and I'm in it a little bit. Yeah. So you, got, you, got, you got both of us. It's great. But that that's, uh, yeah. So that is that. You want to know what we're doing next week? 
Yes, that is the other thing we do at the end. That's the other <laughs> thing. What's next week, Caleb? Uh, two more episodes. Uh, episode 68, The Evolution Solution, fun to say. And episode 69, nice, it's The <laughs> Pea Kahuna. The Pea Kahuna, all right. <laughs> that is next well, You, you heard it, that's what we get. We finally hit 69. We're a mature nice. podcast. Woo! <laughs> that's that's amazing all right this has been two kill a deli bird you know we're on the hydra leech youtube channel please shout us out in the comments any ideas suggestions for the episodes the four poor etc how'd you find today's episode we're also still looking for feedback on how did you find the podcast you know looking to get kind of more word out there love the support so far and love hearing from you, you can also reach us at the gmail to kill a deli bird at gmail.com Intro and outro music is 80s Synthwave by Alexi Action. And uh, yeah, that's it. Hey, eh, Kellen? Did I, did I cover yeah, everything? I think so. I think so. Oh, and, and for audio, anywhere find podcasts you downloaded. But you're listening to it already, so I think you know. It's in your ears. It's in your yeah. brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. We'll see you next you, week. You guys want to do one last Mr. Mime impression uh, to <laughs> play us off? Mr. Mine! Cue <laughs> <Few> music. <laughs>